see it, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer but I shoot and score Never half-hearted, no remorse Can't take a loss, yeah, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer but I shoot and score No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect Welcome to episode 28 of the Benchwarmers. My name is Sean, and as always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky Stork. Storky, the night season is over, but the show must go on. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Pull myself together after, you know, which ended up being a bit of a disappointing weekend football related for oh, us, but, yep. you know, not going too bad. Standard week, you know, more homeschooling, more, you know, gaming with the kids, just standard week, man, yourself. Um, yeah, not bad. After after the footy, obviously, I was, I was a bit down, but, uh, you know, the Formula One was on over the weekend, and the Aussie Daniel Ricciardo got up, so that was always good. He uh, did the did the shoey on the podium, uh, which was great for the Aussies, but apart from that, I, I haven't really haven't really done a whole lot, just same as you, homeschooling the kids. Um, nothing too exciting. Yeah, I'll tell you what is exciting, though. Mm. How do you like that? How do you like that segue? Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> our competition we've got running at the moment. Yes. So just reminding everybody out there. So our competition, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been hiding, but if you haven't seen it already, uh, you have the chance to win a 2022 Family GA membership pack on mm. the Benchformers. So how good is that? So to win that, um, a couple of easy steps or three or four easy steps, you have to subscribe to our YouTube page, um, uh, you have to like us on Facebook, uh, like us on Instagram, and just give it a share and tag someone that you may bring along um, if you were to win the package or if you already have a season membership, someone you may gift it to. But just share it, give it a tag, and then you're in the running to win that awesome prize. Exactly. And how awesome is it that you know we're, we're giving away – we're a Knights podcast, um, and we're giving away possibly the, the, the best thing that you can get. If you're a Knights yeah. fan, you want to go to games. So jump in that competition, you may win. Now, unfortunately, Storky, we do have to talk about the game on the weekend. The Knights went down 28-20 to at Brown Park in Rockhampton on Sunday afternoon in front of 5,087 punters. Um, look, it was the first time the Knights uh, have met in the finals. Uh, with with the Eels since 2001, we we're kind of hoping for a repeat of, you know, what happened in 2001, but it just didn't happen, Storky. No, well, we couldn't have started off much better. No, you know, the old um, kick off from Gutho Gutherson, you know, <laughs> going out on the full. You know, <laughs> thinking to yourself, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is looking a bit of the all right. Mm, how good so, is this? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, look, I had Gutho as uh, as first try scorer in the lock it in last week. What I didn't lock in was that he wasn't going to be the first to score a try, but he was the first to put it out on the full over the sideline. So yeah. I, I didn't I didn't lock that in, but how good was that for a start? That was that was a great start. Now talking about great starts, um, look, Tuala's first try. What what was that in the a minute and a half, two minutes into the game? Crazy. Oh, crazy. Um, like like you've been saying, I'm 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 the driver of the Tuala Express. Um, if if people aren't on this on on the bandwagon, they really should be. Mate, that you know, first minute and a half, mate. That was faster than a two pay in a hurricane. That was crazy. <laughs> but um, uh, 
yeah, nice ball from Ponga, like we always say. You know, yeah. that nice recipe we like to keep on the top shelf of the cupboard, as usual, pays off for us, and he gets put over for that nice try. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so the hunt try didn't take us very long after that to back up. We were getting pounded. It felt like we were getting absolutely destroyed by their defense. Yes. They were making easy yards up the field every time they had the ball. And it just felt like we were getting kept in our own 20 and just couldn't get out of there. But we we ended up with the second try. So through yeah. Hunt, we pretty much turned nothing into something. Yeah. Know, um, it ended up beating, you know, we just standing there, ended up beating three or four Eels players to go in for our second try. Absolutely. So Look, awesome work. It, it did go upstairs to the bunker. Um, they wanted to check an obstruction. But it was it wasn't an obstruction as the, as the call said they made the defensive decision and Brown um, I think it was Brown he um, he had a chance to tackle Hunt anyway um, and he just couldn't do it and Hunt's gone in now what what was my favourite part about this try Storky was the celebration that happened after <laughs> it Pongers came flying in and he just took off and almost ended up in, in the beer garden of the RSL or whatever it is behind it. Crazy. Oh, crazy. Imagine if he'd been injured. Imagine if he injured himself at the start <laughs> Pong of the is game. Out. Like, yeah. Pong is out with a HIA due to post, um, post-try celebration. Yep. And look, down the other end of the field, Hunt was caught up in another situation that didn't end up at the bunker but ended up as a captain's challenge. Um, he, he, he's gone for the ball, the ball's gone over his head and he's, he's thrown the arms out and then it's kind of rolled around on the ground and he, he's, I, I thought it was a brilliant idea how he's, you know, put a foot yeah. out over the line and touched the ball because that's technically out. Um, but they've deemed that he's touched it before then when he's reaching out for the ball and yeah. I just can't help but believe that was an, that was an absolute shocker of a call, I think. I don't understand it, and I, you know, I've questioned it. I've, you know, put it out to a few people. Like, mm. it was determined by the, um, uh, you know, the guys upstairs that, it, you know, it wasn't really touched it or he didn't touch it. They couldn't be determined whether he had or not. There wasn't so, sufficient evidence. Yeah. Mm. So it goes back to the refs on the field decision, which was he touched it. So yeah. basically, we're getting penalised for something that couldn't be proved. So it's literally the definition of um, guilty till proven innocent. Yeah, like exactly. That just it just doesn't make sense. If you can't prove, like, you know, it should be the team's advantage. Like, just take the benefit of the doubt. But I don't know. Yeah. That's the rules, I guess. And exactly. Like, how how can you say if if you can say that there's not enough evidence to say he didn't uh, that he did touch it or didn't touch it, whatever. It should be as you said. It, it shouldn't be. You know. Oh, we just believe. He's touched it because that's what the on-field referee is saying. If there's no evidence of a finger bending backwards, there's no evidence that he touched it, you have to assume that he hasn't. So I, I, I don't understand how that call... And then we retain the challenge because they've obviously gone, oh, well, it was a good challenge. There wasn't evidence, so we're not going to take a challenge off you. Like, just just hand us the ball as well. Yeah, didn't make sense to me. No, but, not um... at all. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But anyway, it's a bit, um, you know, back and forth in that first half until uh, that disastrous, you know, last five minutes, which yeah. was absolute shocking. Yeah. You know, um, Moses splits, you know, a little bit of lazy defense from our forwards. Yeah. Splits them right down the middle. And ends up going in for, you know, well, I want to say nice try. It wasn't too nice for us, but he went in for a try. Mm. And then um, old Ferguson, 
over on our wing. Yeah. Puts another one in a couple of minutes after that. Exactly. All in the space on the space of like five minutes, all of a sudden it's sixteen ten. Yeah, it was. It was. We were leading ten ten six at yeah. that, at that point. Um, like you've said, it was five minutes before half time. They run in two tries. We're up ten six. It goes to sixteen ten at half time, and then not only that, um, you know, they, they score first in the second half. So three unanswered tries in very quick succession. It was always going to be hard for us to come back from that. Yeah, well, that you know, I started to get that ever so familiar feeling. Unfortunately, we've had a few times this season, you know, after they scored that first try mm. that, you know, there might have been a bit of a flogging put that, on us. But that things could get ugly. Yeah, unfortunately, it kind of felt that way. I mm. wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have, you know, quizzed a few people if there was a few TV sets, you know, being turned off <laughs> yeah. around the Hunter. But, uh, you know, it wasn't long after that that um, uh, Clifford put in, you know, that nice kick. Yeah, um, another one was for it? So, which gave us that little glimpse of hope that, you know, mm. maybe maybe we can try and come back here. We're not usually a team that comes back from being down, but it gave us that little bit of glimpse of hope at least. Yeah, exactly. And as you are saying, it was a, a great grubber, but it was even better put down. He's kind of put it down almost behind him. Um, yeah. There was, yeah, but look, you know, then Clifford's kicked it from the sideline, which has made it 22 to 16. That I was just saying, it was I had a feeling it was going to get ugly, but after that, you had this feeling of, oh, hang on, there could be there could be a comeback on the cards, and and there was because four minutes later, Tuala's over again to complete his hat trick, um, and it's yeah. just as, as you were saying before, an amazing cutout by Ponga. Um, if he doesn't oh, yeah. have the best right to left cutout pass in the game, it's very up there. And that was one of Ponga's nicest cutouts, I reckon, this season. Yeah. Like, it just floated so nicely, you know, to put Tuala over for his three-legged goat. It was, like, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And and, awesome and I'm, as I was saying before, I'm a fan of Tuala. So as soon as he's, he's got his, his hat trick, I've, you know, jumped in the air. And I'm like, yes, we're back in the game, baby. Let's do it. And then yeah. um, it kind of coasted from there. Yeah, no, we were hoping for a fourth from Twala, but it uh, wasn't to be. No. But that brings us, that actually brings us to our Steel City key moment of the week. So a little bit different this week with the uh, Steel City key moment of the week. Yes. Um, but we've gone for basically the last, uh, what was it, maybe five minutes of the game. Yeah, about that. Roughly, last couple of minutes of the game. Um, uh, Gutho dropping the ball. Oh, sorry, kicking the ball. Yeah, yep. Just letting it hit the, hit the ground first. Going for a field goal or something, I've heard. Anyway, I've heard lots, mm. of, lots of things from para friend, friends that are para fans. But yep. anyway, um, leading on to Tuala taking out the Parramatta player and unfortunately getting a penalty try. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Look, my, my thoughts are it's the dumbest piece of football I've probably seen in my life. The fact that, the, as you are saying, a field goal... That that's what that's what the rule says. The rule is black and white that that is a field goal. You can technically take a field goal shot from anywhere on the field. It doesn't even have to be, you know, an actual attempt. It they just deem that as a as a field goal. Um, but oh, I think it's it's a dumb rule that needs to change. I keep saying there needs to be some common sense in rugby league, and that is common sense. That's not a field goal. He's not looking at the posts. He's not aiming at the post. His body isn't pointed at the post. It's not a field goal attempt. Um, yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then, so it should have been a knock on there. So then it shouldn't have been play on from that, 
where Tuala's taken him out without the ball. And even if Tuala has, as the season has um, demonstrated already, that's 10 in the bin. That's not a penalty try. Yeah. Uh, that, you, you can't say that he would have caught that ball and put it down. There's too much, um, yeah. too much room for error. And so I just think the whole whole thing's a bit of a bit of a cluster cluck. I, I just I d- yeah. don't like I it totally, at all. I totally agree. There's no way you could predict that he, you know, didn't fumble that ball or something. He wasn't close. He wasn't close enough to determine that he just had to fall on the ball. Yeah. He still had a little bit of work to do. Yeah. And that gusso that gusso kick. How many like so in theory, next season and or even the coming games coming, anybody who just drops the ball and loses it accidentally. If it touches the ground and then they kick it, they mm. can claim they were going for a field goal. Yeah. I would I would put my money on it that if that was against the Roosters or against Melbourne or something like that, the rule would change next week. We we would see the would see the NRL come out and go, Yeah, that's a bit of a stupid rule. We're gonna change it next week. But because it's against us, it doesn't doesn't matter. But look, um, did it really did it really matter in the end? We were down by two um, even as as I said, if it came down to a ten in the bin, a player who scored a hat trick for us would have been off the field. We we're down by two. I think it would have been almost impossible for us to to come back by from two, let alone the eight that it ended up being. Um, yeah. But it's it's just a, it's a shit way to end. I w- I'm not going to say a shit year because um, it definitely had its ups and downs, but. Just to go out like that is is hard. It just robbed us and all the fans watching the game um, of that that small minute hope that the last you know minute and a half or whatever you know anything's possible in rugby league. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. So it just robbed us robbed us of that, and it was a disappointing way for us to go out. But hey, could have been worse. We could have went out the way the Titans went out. Yeah. So <laughs> if you haven't seen exactly. that, I highly recommend you go and watch the end of that yep. game because somebody. Number four, I don't know his name, but he was definitely walking home. Yep. He was not getting on the team bus that day. No, no one was uh, shouting him any Steel Cities, that's for sure. No, but speaking of Steel City, so that is our Steel City key moment of the week. Reward yourself with the Steel City, also available in the blue pen. Hail, hail. And that that's it for that's it for our night's reviews for the rest of the year. Um, obviously, yeah. we can't review the nights next week. It, it doesn't exist. Um, but... Don't worry, we've we've got plans. We've got plans, but for now, we're going to cross to Lincoln at the Knighted, and we're going to find out who his Knighted Player of the Year is, as well as Player of the Week from last week. But Knighted Player of the Year, and also we're going to find out the results from the Knights' uh, award night. So let's go north of the border to Lincoln in the Knighted Bar. How are you, mate? Hey, boys. How are we doing? All right. How was your weekend? Oh, yeah. Could have been better, mate. Not the not the best <laughs> way to end a end a season or a weekend, is it? No, nah, no. Nah, exactly. I was just saying it's um it's a it's a pretty pretty bad way to go out. Yeah, I spent my Sunday morning trolling Eels fans, mate, making myself <laughs> feel better. So. <laughs> That, right. Yeah, then no, that's that's a that's a very good way to. I was going to say celebrate, but you're not really celebrating. You're kind of mourning in a way. 
Yeah, all they really had was that, I don't know why they kept saying that uh, our grand final was only, what, 20 years ago. Mm. Well, 86 is a lot further away than 2001. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do, you do your math, but anyways. Yeah. Now, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 bring, we'll, we'll make it a bit happier. We'll talk about the United Player of the Week. Who was United Player of the Week? United Player of the Week, mate, goes to our superstar fullback, Kalen Ponga. Um, yeah, look, set up a... Uh, couple of tries for for Inari. Look, I'll read some stats out here. Four tackle breaks and 101 metres. Um, you know, I think we're a bit too dependent that game on Kalen. Yeah. Um, got stifled a little bit, but I certainly thought he kept us in the game. Um, so, look, he'll have to get my three points this week. Yep, completely understandable. So, anyway, we'll have a look at the 3-2-1. Obviously, three points went to Kalen Ponga, two points to Inari Tuwala, and one point to Mitch Barnett. Well, guys, it leads us to our inaugural United Player of the Year, our captain, our superstar, Kalen Ponga. Now, well, uh, we know KP's only managed to pay, play 57% of the games this year, which I think is absolutely remarkable. Yeah. And it's gone on record at our very first episode, I just said KP would be our MVP this season. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, mate, look it up. I, 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 I don't hate to know who I said. <laughs> uh, Shibasaki, I think, from memory. <laughs> but, uh, but no, look, um, look, absolute clutch plays. Um, I do, you know, I think it's it's um, goes without saying, I think we rely too much on KP and statistically, you know, our attack isn't great. But mm. certainly when KP's on, mate, um, we look the good. So let's hope he can evolve his game. I think naming him t- captain... Uh, really matured him as a player. Yeah. Yep. I really think he's taken a step forward in the last couple of years. Um, I think all night supporters can can certainly see that. So very well deserving, mate. Um, I certainly think KP um, was was the man for us this year. So yeah, well deserved KP. Absol- Massive award, mate. Absolutely. Well, mate, one of the most uh, one of the most impressive things about him this year was his passion. I felt his passion was a lot more than last year. He yeah. didn't have as much as that relaxed. Yeah. Strawberry milkshake vibe, which is good to have. That's just who he is as a person. <laughs> but um, you could tell he was getting frustrated when things weren't working. And, yeah, you want to see that in a leader. So that's mm. what, one of the most things impressed me. But, yeah. Now, let's let's have a look at what news you got for us. Do you have any news for us this week? Yeah, a little bit, guys. Not obviously too much with the season, our season coming to an end. Um, look, unfortunately, Sawaso Sue has been cited by the match review committee for a grade two – what have we got it? A uh, – Dangerous contact charge. A bit of an ankle roll. Uh, yeah, it didn't look too good, did it? Um, mm. And, yeah, Fergo certainly wasn't too pleased with it, uh, leaving the field to get treatment for that. Yeah. Um, so, look, he's taken the early guilty plea. Unfortunately, we'll miss him for the first two games next season. Um, you know, he's mm. been he's been pretty good so far. Yeah, so it's I, a, bit, a bit of a loss. Yeah, the only blight really on this season. He's been pretty consistent. So, uh, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, he'll be missing the first two games next year. Absolutely. Now, um. Matty Johns has actually come out and urged the club to reconsider its stance on Mitchell Pearce's contract and extend him mm. even further beyond next season. Um, he believes that, you know, there really isn't too much on the market for um, veteran halfbacks of his stature yep. and thinks the club needs to certainly put an end to these rumours and him being linked, you know, whether it's Super League, Canberra, Cronulla, you know, a host of other clubs. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I really don't know what 
what's going to happen with Mitch. Now, Lincoln, obviously um, the, the team's still up there in Queensland and um, they're doing their awards night some somewhere up there. I assume where they where where they've been staying. Um, I can't believe you didn't get an invite out of out of anyone. You'd think the knighted would get an invite to to the award night. Um, but I understand you've been sitting there in the bar and you've been watching the live stream and you've got all the winners for us. So you want to run us through that one? So let's let's run through the list, guys. So we got the um, the knight in shining armor award, which goes for you know the best moment, I suppose, for the year, which went to Mitchell Pierce for that clutch kick that solidified our position in the eight against the Titans. Yep. Uh, the community player was Josh King. I think he was nominated for the – was it the Ken, Ken Stevens, Stevens Award? Yeah. So, yeah, no surprise there. The once and night gladiator of the year, the J1000, the machine. Yep. How fitting is that? Right. Mm. Yeah, the rookie of the year was really no surprise. Brody Jones, I think we can all agree Brody had a, a pretty yeah. standout year for his for – his, you know, this yeah. year. So when when I heard him. that, I'm sitting there thinking, is he is he a rookie? Because you, you just you, you just assume that he's been here for years. Yeah. Doesn't look like a rookie. It looks like he's been playing for years, doesn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, now our players' player will be sending off Connor Watson with that award, picking it up. Hardly, probably not a surprise given the voting between the players. Want to yeah. send Connor off with something? Um, now this is a cool one. The chief inducted another two life members of the club. Okay. Now, for that requirement, you have to play a minimum of 200 games for the club. Yep. And uh, one was surprising, um, Steve Simpson. I thought he would have been inducted long ago, but wow, okay. he's finally been inducted. And um, Marlo, Jared Mullen. Marlo. Who was, oh, uh, Marlo. yeah. Good on him. Yeah, good on him. So, um, luckily, he's, he's up there. He was actually host of the Sunny Coast tonight. So, being uh, up there with the Falcons, so he was able to attend the night. So, there you go. Yeah, good, good for Jared and Glad to see he's uh, got some recognition for Absolutely. his time in the club. Could we see him as a part for uh, having some type of role in the club in the future? Maybe now that they've, uh, you know, who knows? Well, it's mm. funny you say that. Danny Badiris was uh, there giving him the award, and he did say, "Well, well, you never know. You might see me there next year." So mm. there you go, Look man. Out. Maybe your halves Look coach out. with uh, Blake Green. And the big one, guys, the Danny Badiris, the 2001 Danny Badiris medalist this year. Goes to Jacob Saifidi, wow. um, and I don't think it's wow. any surprise. I I certainly think he's outperformed his brother this year. His oh, brother absolutely! Certainly was no slouch. You know, he probably had yep. a couple more injuries. Um, but tell you what, mate, uh, Freddie better be giving this boy a Blues jersey next year because oh yeah, I'd love to see the Saifidi twins roll out mm. uh, in next year's Origin series. So very well deserved, Jacob. So and look, a- another one that was very well deserved was Club Person of the Year. Um, Matt Morris. I'm not too familiar with Matt Morris. Do you know anything about Matt Morris, Lincoln? Um, from what I could gather, mate, he was pretty instrumental with the whole, you know, them bringing the hub up here to Brisbane. Made a lot of family sacrifices okay. to be up here, obviously. So yep. got a bit emotional, the big fella. So um, <laughs> great to see some sort of recognition there because it'd be an absolutely monstrous job to. Absolutely. To get a club and operate up there, up here. So, um, yep. Yeah, it sounded like it was very well deserved. And and another person, good good mate of mine, good mate of Storky's, good mate of everyone who's ever been into the Knights store. Uh, you're talking before about Knights Hall of Fame. If if Jane doesn't go into the Knights Hall of Fame, um, I'm going to riot. Um, Jane from from the Knights shop, um, obviously taking out Club Person of the Year as well. I I think that is. That is brilliant that the club is acknowledging her and the amazing work that she does. 
Yeah, she's awesome. Anyone who's been in the night store knows that. Like, if you're running a business, you want like you know 15 Janes working for you. She's oh, awesome. absolutely. And the uh, the club media award too. Sorry, guys, there's one I left out. The um, best podcast, believe it or not, went to us. So. Oh. Brilliant. Anyway, mate, that's um, that's that's the news again this week. We're gonna we're gonna catch you next week. Um, even if there's no news, we'll have you on somewhere. Oh no doubt, mate. Someone's injured themselves doing something. <laughs> Getting on the plane on the way back. Someone's someone's kicked. someone's falling off a pool. skateboard or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Uh, All right, boys. Good talking again. Talk soon, eh? Thanks, mate. We'll speak to you yeah, soon. Mate. See you guys. Are you ready? Something a little bit different. Something a little bit different. Okay, so Sean, something a little bit different this week. Mm. We're going to talk about um, something that uh, unfortunately I, uh, on Sunday afternoon, had to use as a bit of a tissue to wipe the tears away, <laughs> which is uh, the uh, 2021 final shirt. There yes. we go. That's in there. So basically, uh, you know, some people enjoy when the club releases those type of things. You know, they jump straight on board. Did see a lot um, of posts other- over the weekend with people saying their yeah. shit that it had arrived and they're wearing it proudly. Yeah, and I love seeing those posts. I love seeing any type of fan post about it. I know some people, you know, get a bit annoyed about it, but I love seeing all these fan posts, yeah. especially game day ones. But yeah, I love seeing them when they're in the new shirt. I was propping, I was repping mine. Not propping, I was repping mine um, <laughs> on, on game day. You know, put the selfie on one or two of the pages. So, um, but yeah, we were talking during the week about yes. the design, mm. um, the actual design of the shirt, and what you think of the design. Could it have been better? Um, was it one of the best shirts you've ever seen? Basically, what were your thoughts on it? So, um, I'll chuck it to you first. So, because uh, I, yeah, know that you've got a good, nice opinion about this one. So, <laughs> yeah, look, my opinion um, is going to be an unpopular opinion, especially with the people saying, "Look, my shirt's arrived. I'm so excited to put it on." I'm sorry, but the design's boring. Um, what it's it's set 2021, two different colours. And then it's got finals series or something, and then the world's smallest Knights logo underneath that. I think it's boring. I think I think it's like our attack, and it's just it's it's crap. Um, I I'm going to go out there and say I buy pretty much everything Knights related that comes out throughout the year. I didn't touch this. I thought it was I thought it was boring. You, you see other teams. Uh, I'm going to throw Melbourne. Out there, for example, I thought they had a brilliant design. Um, ours feels like it was chucked together last week, and they're like, "Yeah, that'll do." Um, I also feel like it's exactly the same as last year's, just with a one instead of a zero. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to bag the club, but it's horrible. It's you're in the finals, and that's what you dish up. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything more about it because I don't have anything nice to say about it. Yeah, well, I'm kind of not totally the opposite. Like to me, like I obviously bought it, um, so you know, I do, I do like design. In some ways, I do like the simplicity of it. Mm. You know, um, sometimes less is more with a lot of things. I know, like the Melbourne shirt you mentioned, I'm not. Uh, it's a great design they had, but I'm not a big fan of having players all over my shirt. Yep. I'd rather just the just the design, but that's goes back to even my band days wearing band shirts and things. But um 
yeah, I do feel that maybe they could have stepped it up a little bit. It maybe was a little bit too simple. Like, like anybody pretty much could have designed that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So, exactly. you know, I, I also find the premise a little bit weird. Um, I didn't buy last year's one, to be honest. I actually like this year's better than last year's. So I know a lot of people will probably disagree with me because last year's had a bit more going on than this one. But I just find it a bit strange that we release a final shirt, uh, we bow out in the first week of the finals, and then that's it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I understand a grand final, um, you know, shirt or even, you know, grand final contender shirt. Um, but yeah, are we going to do a final shirt every year now? Like, I understood last year. <laughs> Understood last year because, you know, we hadn't made the final for so, so long. long. Mm. And this year was special too because we backed it up. So that was two years in a row. You know, we're moving forward. It's nice to um, have a club where you're expecting to play finals football. Um, but what? Do we have one next year as well? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I'm a collector, um, like yourself. So I'm a collector of everything, night. So I, I bought it. But yeah, it probably could have been a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. So that's pretty much our thoughts on it. Anybody out there um, who absolutely loves it? has the same opinion as either Sean or I, you know, hit us up and give your thoughts on it as well. Um, but like I said, I love seeing all those pictures, even if it had hardly anything on it. I just love seeing all the fans being excited and getting mm. behind, you know, getting behind game day and putting those selfies up and stuff. So it was good to see all the shirts on all the people. So Absolutely. Yeah. So that was just uh, something a little bit different this week, just a short one this week. Um, just an observation that we'd made, you know, over the last couple of weeks that we wanted mm. to share. Yep, Exactly. Now, Storky, let's jump into a very uh, popular segment and have a look at the late mail for this week. Late mail time. Let's jump straight into it. Look, I know that we normally only have three questions. We limit it to three questions a week. Otherwise, we'd, we'd blabble on for hours. But this week, we're going to allow a fourth um, just because I'm a nice person. So let's start it off. This week we've got Jackson Berry. Uh, what needs to be done with our back line? I know Gagai coming will push man to the bench. What mm. do you guys think? Um, look, I think we need another strike weapon. And bear with me. Um, I know everyone's going to be saying, but we have Ponga, we have Pierce, we have, have Clifford, um, have, have Gags coming next year. Um, Bradman Best when he's on his days, a bit of a bit of a strike weapon. Tuala's on in on you know try scoring um, form, but I just feel like we need we need another 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 strike weapon. I feel like it we're too reliant on Kalen Ponga. We're too reliant on on Mitchell Pierce, and then when Mitchell Pierce has a has a bad day, everyone bags him out. Um, young young Clifford, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna cop a lot of criticism one day. Um, when he turns up and has a bad game, he hasn't really he hasn't had a bad game for us yet. Um, but the second he does, I feel like he's gonna get blasted. I feel like we need one more strike weapon. Where that strike weapon even fits into the team, I don't know. And I'm going to get to that in another answer of another question a little bit later on. But what about yourself, Storky? I know I didn't really answer that question apart from saying we need something, but that's obvious. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? Yeah, well, I think I agree. I think, man, like, it's strange. I would have originally thought that Gagai comes in, man stays in the side and Tuala drops out. But with recent form, you know, mm. I think man is, man is probably going to go to the bench. He's going to get pushed to the bench. Uh, Tuala's probably going to retain his spot unless we re-sign Edric. 
Uh, if we if we re-sign Edric, like as much as I know, you know, you love the Twyla Express, Sean. You're the biggest yes. fan. You're you're the conductor of the Twyla Express. I mm. uh, I don't know. I personally, I think I'd rather have an Edric there. Yeah, um, a healthy, a healthy, fit Edric. I understand. There, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. Yep. So I think that'll probably make a difference. Um, a few players maybe need to refine a bit of their form. I don't want to, you know, point fingers and you know throw stones and stuff. Um, Bradman has been a bit hit and miss. Yeah, you know, definitely he not needs the to form find he was in at the beginning yeah, of the year. At least to find his form a little bit. Sometimes you know it feels like you know he's a he's starting to get a bit easier to read than you know spot goes to the beach, and like we don't <laughs> want that. Like you know, just keep them guessing. I don't know. They just seem to be diffusing him a lot easier than you know they used to. So yeah. But I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to throw any shade and do it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Isabel Sicaro, sorry if I've got your name uh, there wrong there, Isabel. I'm I'm hopeless with names. If if you haven't worked it out yet, um, nearly every week I'm apologising for getting someone's name wrong. Uh, what position do you think we need to sign for next season? Players you would consider? Well, actually, it's funny. Um, I know I read this, you know, obviously this question as well, but I went uh, attacked it a little bit differently. I think we've pretty much got the players. I think we've got the side. Mm. I just think we're missing some um, coaching, a bit of direction. Um, I think a new attacking coach. That's who I want. Um, and I, like, I think we said maybe last week I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be um, opposed to having someone like Flanagan come in as maybe an attacking coach, yep. something like that. I just think that's what we need. I think we've got the players there. We've got a lot of firepower, um, but they're just not being utilised so they should be. Our attack is like. We've said in the past, the second worst in the league. Like yeah. to be finish finish seventh and be second worst in the league, that's atrocious. Like yep. you know, so yeah. So I hope that um hope that answers your question. But yeah, I'm going to go for something a little bit different there. Yep. Um. Now look, I don't know when this person is off contract. Um. Prob- so probably not next season. Um. But look, I'm 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 going to say a Ryan Pappenhausen. We 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 need um, if any if people don't know and unless you're friends with me on my personal Facebook page, uh, you wouldn't know. I've got a bit of a man crush on 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 the Paps. Um, but look, I I would love to see someone like a Ryan Pappenhausen or or even a Nico Hines, someone along that line of player in the number one position. I would then move Kalen Ponga to six. He's basically playing in the line anyway. Um, I'd have Kalen at six, and then I'd have Clifford at seven. As much as I'm a Mitchell Pierce fan, um, for for the for the greater good, I guess um, I would like to. Uh, can you imagine a Pappenhausen and a Ponga in the same team? Um, I know that's a large chunk of a salary cap, but to me, that's I think where we've got to go, and and I'm almost I'm almost convinced Mitchell Pierce is not a knight in 2022. Um, I just feel that there's too much too much smoke in these rumours for there not to be fire. Um, I have a feeling he's not going to be around next year, so I think that's the line we need to go down. I think we need to go down the path of a gun fullback and move Kalen into the number six. Um, one, just for all your viewers out, he's not lying about the Paps man crush. <laughs> I don't even watch Melbourne games, very rarely watch a Melbourne game, and I always know when they play because I always get a message going, how good is Paps? Mm, I'm like, oh, Melbourne, he's, Melbourne, he's, must, Melbourne must be playing. <laughs> he's so hot right now, Storky. 
Okay, so moving on. Um, uh, so Mick Soper. Um, hope I say that name right. He's a good bloke, actually. Yeah, huge um, fan. Huge fan of the yeah. show. After Pierce is done, who do we play in the number seven? Mm. So well, you kind of just. I kind of just answered that, um, but that's only if we get a gun fullback like a like a Pappenhausen. Um, look, if if my theory is correct that Mitchell Pierce won't be here next year. Um, you can you can go down you can go down two avenues. You could go down finding an outside back slash fullback to to um, put in the the fullback spot and put um, Ponga at six and and Clifford at seven, or you keep Ponga where he is, and we have Clifford at six and Clune at seven for next year. I'm not completely sold on Clune. Um, so look, for me. For me, it's Clifford if we get a gun fullback, or it's Kloon if we basically have what we have now minus Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, well, I'm the same. I think put Clifford um, to seven. Um, I think move you know Ponga up into that number six. Like I know people say, well, we've done that and it didn't work, but different coaches, different coaching staff. He was also got a lot younger. Yeah, different game plan. He wasn't like uh, more of a head of the team. Now he's, you know, had the captaincy and things like that. So yep. um, give that a go. And I'm going to go out on a long shot limb, but I'm really keen, and hopefully I don't eat my words, but I'm really keen to see Bailey Hodgson um, mm. have a crack at fullback. Like he was like all, all the, you know, all the words and all the hype and that were around him over in the Super League. And there's a reason we signed him. So yep. yeah, I just want to see him have a go. So yeah. So that's what I'll talk about. Is, is he too young to throw in that type of uh, limelight early? Because um, who who else would we have? Like, I, I don't think... I think we're moving on Tex, Tex Hoy. Um, so if, if Bailey wasn't to work out and Mitchell Pierce is gone, I, I guess you could put Clune at seven, push Ponga back and Clifford at six. So there, there, is, there is a fallback to... To what you're saying, so yeah, I, w- why not? Yeah, well, that's it. It's, uh, with the with the youngness, like you know, being too young, who knows these days? Yeah. Like, look at the players that are coming. Look at Walker. Yeah. You know, remember the middle of the season, or I think it was middle of the season. This year's been a weird year, but um, <laughs> start of the middle of the season when they, you know they actually had to change the rules so he could play in the NRL because he was too young, and he's been carving it up. Yeah, exactly. So, look at um Preston Campbell's son. I yeah, uh, his first name's uh. Whatever it is, but obviously Campbell, he's killing it. Yeah. The Titans. Oh, mate. Anyway, you know, he weighs like a buck fifty. And like, look <laughs> yeah. at him. He's, go- he's going off. Exactly. He's going off. So, yeah. yeah. Now, Noah Hales, um, as we know, big fan of the show. He's my, my fourth question that I've kind of just, kind of just slipped in there. Um, I think it's a good one. Who are you guys supporting for the rest of the season? I know who you're uh, going to say, and you're going to you're going to make yep. me go first. Yep. Okay, I'll just bust it out. Doing the eagle rock. Get out. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to revert back. I know uh, some of you, uh, the people that watch the show, will probably know. Some of you who don't. Before the Knights came in in 1988, I was a Manly fan. I was only very mm. young, naive. Would have only been like five or something like that. Um, but I don't really like any of the teams that are left. To be yep. honest. Um, they're either teams I don't like, like Melbourne and the Roosters, or they're just bland vanilla teams for me personally, like Penrith, you know, and Parramatta. Yeah. So for me, 
I do have some ties to the Eagles. So, and how can you not respect the way Turbo's playing? Like seriously. Yeah. So, so although I won't be crushed if they lose, like I won't really care to be honest. I'm going to say I'm yeah going to go for Manly for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's 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 fair. As much as I don't like it, um, you're entitled to a, an opinion, even though it's wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm happy happy with that one. Look, I've got a huge list, right? I got a massive list of of who I'm going to support. Um, I don't like the Eels. My brother supports the Eels, so we've had a sibling rivalry uh, since the day I was born that I don't like the Eels. I don't like Penrith. I don't know why, but I don't like Penrith. Uh, I don't like the Rabbitohs. I would like to see Gags get a premiership before he comes here. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't like the Rabbitohs. I hate the Roosters. I don't like the Roosters. Um the eel, yeah. Look, I, there's there's really manly. I've hated manly for a long time. Um, there's really no one I like. There's no one that I like in the finals this year. So I'm going to support Pappenhausen. <laughs> I'm going to support Melbourne because of Pappenhausen. I don't want to see Melbourne go back to back, but I want to see Pappenhausen go back to back. Clive Churchill Medal winner. Are Melbourne the new manly? You know, everybody hated manly, and like they still do. They get mm. me wrong. But do you think Melbourne, like, there seems to be a lot of Melbourne hate. If you're not a Melbourne fan, there's yeah. respect for Melbourne. But I don't know. Are they the new Manly? Does everyone just hate Melbourne? Well, a lot of people, a lot of Knights fans hate Melbourne because of um, what happened with Alex McKinnon um, and how Cameron Smith basically act, acted that day. So I, 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 I get that. Um, I used would... to be some great games back in the day, but when Kamali... You know, yeah. As we all know, Kamali would have loved nothing more than to be the number seven for the Knights, but mm. yeah, you're not going to, not much of a chance when um, there's a guy named Joey, you know, <laughs> you're starting number seven. So they used to have some great clashes, Melbourne versus Newcastle back in the day. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to unfortunately say it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going for Melbourne for the rest of the so year. Possi- so possibly you and I picked the two least favorite teams. Yeah. Two favorite, most t- hated teams. Yeah. Yeah. Going to support. <laughs> So, yeah. It's what I do. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you haven't turned off already after that answer, um, thanks for all your questions, guys. Um, even though, like you said, the night season's over, we're still taking questions. So they can be nights-related questions if you hear anything through the grapevine. They can mm. be um, other team-related questions moving forward. You know, you can chuck out some questions about any of the teams, any players, anything yep. in general, your favourite movie, you've been watching Heels on stand, whatever. Just mm. chuck us some questions. Does Storky like have any hair I'll under his him. hat? Yep. Any any question you you want to you want to bust out? I do actually. I was actually going to shave my head today, but that's another story. <laughs> just lockdown madness. You know, you're just like I might just shave my head. Anyway, uh, yeah, exactly. We well, I've, but, got, um, I've got the mullet going on in lockdown, so why not, Storky? Why not? Yeah, there's crazy things that we do. Eh? <laughs> but now, um, uh, let's have a look at um. Uh, the next two games coming up in week two of the finals. Yes. So on Friday night at 7.50, we have Storky's Manly Seagulls up against the Sydney Roosters. Now, both teams finished the season on 34 points. Manly in fourth and the Roosters in fifth, separated only by a point differential. Both teams have won 16 and lost eight. Um, very evenly matched sides. Considering the injury the Roosters have had, I'm impressed to see how far they've gone this season, uh, which is a testament to their system, I believe, and their sombrero. Um, how do you see this one going, Storky? Well, I definitely do not like the Roosters. You know, <laughs> ever since, I don't know if I've told the story, I won't go into it now, but ever since the 2000, 
you know, uh, semifinals oh, to yep. get into the grand final. Um, I have not liked the Roosters since that day. Funny side note, they were actually one of my second or third favorite teams before that day. Get out of but, town. Um, yeah, but I have to give them props. <laughs> I do have to give them props, you know, with the, like you said, the team they've had, the injuries they've had mm. this year. Any uh, any lesser team, any lesser um, foundation, any lesser club um, uh, would have crumbled. Yeah. But they haven't. You know, they're yeah. in the finals. Um, I think Manly, you know, were a bit embarrassed last week. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it is Melbourne. Don't get me wrong, but you want to win the grand final, you want to win the premiership, you got to beat Melbourne. So yeah, you got to beat the best. Got, yeah, and they got touched up by them. So, mm. um, I think they'll bounce back this week. I think um, uh, Turbo, um, is going to you know turn it on, like um, not many other players can. And I think that Manly are going to get a come out on top of this one. Yeah, well, see, I think Manly and Turbo are going to come out firing after you. You were just saying the loss, loss to the Storm. Um, the the Roosters were very lucky to only just beat the Titans. And I know we just beat the Titans by a Mitchell Pierce field goal. Um, but they, they they were lucky. The uh, I don't know if many people saw it, but there was obviously the, the Roosters field goal where there was players in front of the player ball. So technically that should have been a Titans penalty. And then the Titans fluffed it up when they went down the other end of the field, as Storky was mentioning before. So I, I I don't think the Roosters even really deserve to win that game. I'm predicting Manly to, to just really turn it up, Turbo to just really turn it up, and I think it's going to be a big scoreline um, in in favour of Manly. Okay. We don't give away that score yet because we'll, we'll mm. talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I'm interested to hear your Sunnyside Tavern um, key matchup. So what do you got for us? Well, look, it's in this game, obviously. Um, Sunnyside Tavern key matchup this week, Storky, is Turbo versus Teddy. The the two, I'm going to say the two best fullbacks in the game. I know we, we love our Ponga here at Newcastle, but I don't think he's on their level. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great matchup. As I, just, I was just saying, that I feel like the Roosters are going to get touched up. Um, but I feel like that personal contest is, is just going to be... It, it, it's going to be Turbo trying to carry his team versus um, Teddy trying to encourage his team to, to come out strong. So I, I think that's going to be a really good matchup. Yeah, no, awesome. I'm very keen to uh, watch that one. Mm. Um, so then on Saturday night at 7.50, we had the old Chocolate Soldiers, even though they don't, they don't wear brown anymore. That's what they used to call them, <laughs> the old Penny Panthers. Yep. Penrith Panthers up against uh, the team that basically took our dreams of a second semi-final game and pissed all over them, the Parramatta Eels. <laughs> um, uh, so the Battle of the West. Yes. Uh, so... Yeah, Penrith, who had the shock loss to the Rabbitohs. I don't think anyone was expecting that. You can never underestimate the Rabbitohs, especially no. with some of the gun, gun players they have. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we all know about what happened with the Eels um, last week. So, who you got in this one, and what are your thoughts? Look, I think this one's going to be a lot closer score than, um, than Manly and the Roosters. I feel like there's only going to be a couple of points in this one. Um, but, unfortunately... Look, I just can't see Parramatta winning. Um, they only, they only, they literally only just beat us. And let's face it, we're not the greatest team. We we don't have the best best edge defense. We don't have the best attack. Um, Manly, uh, Manly, um, Parramatta only just scraped through 
against us, against Penrith, against especially against a Penrith that, as you're saying, was was lost in an upset um, upset loss. Um, I, I just can't see Parramatta beating that team. Okay, so looking at the two games coming up next week, let's have a look at locking it in, Sean. Yeah. See what we have. See what we have locked in. You know. Um, so what do you got for us? What are you throwing out there, and what are you look, sticking to? Um, I'm only I'm only confident in in one game, so I'm just going to lock it in in one of the games. I'm not going to try and make a make a prediction across both. Um, I'm going to predict that Turbo is the first try scorer for Manly. Uh, in the manly in the manly game, and I'm predicting them to win 13 plus. Like I said, I I think they're going to win by a bit, um, so they're going to win 13 plus. Tommy Turbo is going to be the first try scorer. That's my lock it in this week. Okay, too easy. Well, um, I've actually gone for both games. I just put like a rough score that I thought. Um, so I, for the Penrith, I saw Penrith beating the Eels roughly about 34 to 12. I think they'll get the job done pretty easily. Um, like for the reasons we basically mentioned a couple of minutes ago. So lock that in. Pender of 34, Eels 12. Uh, the next game I think is going to be a bit closer. Um, I think we're going to go Manly 16 and the Roosters 12. So I like that 12 this week for both losing sides, just hitting that 12 mark. Mm. So I'll lock those in. I'm not going to go for first try scorer. I'm just <laughs> going to go for the scores this week. So Lock it in, Eddie. Go, eh? mm. Lock it in. Anyway, that that's it for us. Um, again, episode twenty-eight. Still can't believe we've made it to twenty-eight, but that, that's a different story. Uh, like we were saying at the start of the show, we're running a competition to win a family membership for next season. Uh, all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and give the page a bit of a share. That, that's all we're asking for. It's not not a not a lot considering um, you know memberships aren't cheap. So it's a bit of a Christmas present on us. If, if you normally buy yourself uh, a family membership, you don't have to. It's on us. Merry Christmas, pretty much. That would be that would be announced um, after the grand final, I believe. Is that correct, Sean? Yes. So the grand finals on Sunday, the third of October. So that will be. We will record on the fifth. So what is it? The sixth. Call it the yeah. six. Yep. Yep. So lock it in. That's it for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. I will see you next week, Storky. Have a have a safe week in lockdown. We're not we're not going anywhere. You're not coming back into your seat. No, it'll be all different next time I sit in that. Uh, yeah. Next that next time. Well, that seat. Well, it'll. Uh... That seat won't even be the one I'm sitting in, so oh, no. I'll say too much. No, don't, don't, don't say too much. But think things are changing in the studio. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. We're more than a team, and the heart of a city. We wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue. Till the end, we will fight. Sing along, live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. For the red and the blue, till the end, we will fight. Sing along, live the Newcastle Knights. <laughs>